Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. My name is Denise Eckert and I'm the host of the Relaxation Lounge, where I love interviewing guests that bring us tips and techniques to lower the stress in our lives. Because you know what? Stress is just not good for us. And today I have another Denise. So we have the Denises today. And she's a serenity expert, and she specializes in working with empty nesters or soon-to-be empty nesters to rock the second half of their life so that they can thrive and shift from crisis to oasis. She empowers them to bring back the spark in their lives and unleashes their inner strength and creativities. Welcome, Denise. (laughs) Thank you, Denise. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be here today. We've been crossing paths for the last couple of years, you being in Toronto, me being in Vancouver, and I'm glad we're finally doing something together. It's super cool. Absolutely. Now, today we're going to talk about decluttering your brain. What inspired you to do this type of work? I found that I was talking to a lady. I've always been working on mindset since the early 90s when emotional intelligence came. That's where I really dive in into working with my mind, my emotion, what brings that emotion on and recognize other people's emotion and everything that's related to emotional intelligence. And as I started to work with that, I got more and more passionate about realizing that our thoughts are what we create in our life. So all of that together led me to really pay attention to my thoughts and what I'm thinking and the way I think. I never get angry anymore. It's really rare. Like when people see me angry, they say, oh, we better step away. (laughs) That's the alarm, alarm, because I never do. And when I do, it's because I just can't stand it anymore. But for the decluttering your mind is, I had a conversation one day with a lady and she had been taking like a vacation in Spain. I met her when she was visiting her daughter in England, plus she was coming from Spain. And she said, oh, you know, what I've done last week is I did a brain cleanse. Like I did a, a fast and it was for my brain. I sat down and I looked at things that, you know, like having a pack sack of stuff. That's the way that she describes it. It's like having a pack sack of stuff. And I opened the pack sack and I look at all the things that were in there. And then I decided that... Some of the stuff I wanted to leave in Spain, I didn't want to carry that with me anymore. And that gave me the idea of creating, like I have a workbook that I think you have the link for that, for people to do that for themselves, to really take a moment to see what's going on in your brain. Because we do spring cleaning, we do cleanses for the body, we fast and stuff like that. But not often we stop and analyze the things that are in our life that are not beneficial for us. So that's why that little workbook that I created is, and that's what I call decluttering your brain, because I found that we should sit down more often from time to time and just look at what's going on, what's going on in your life. And sometimes we realize that the things that we need to leave in Spain, for go back to that example, is maybe a relationship with a supposedly friend, right? Maybe it's your 
full-time relationship. Maybe it's behaviors. Maybe it's all these things that are not beneficial for us. So that's where that comes from. (laughs) (laughs) And what are the downfalls if you've got too much stuff in your brain? I think it's not having too much stuff as such, but when you are carrying, they say, carry your baggage, right? But eventually that gets heavy. All your past, your your anger, your resentment, your grief, unforgiveness, all of that, when you carry that around with you, what happened is that you always have a little that weight, a big suitcase that you're carrying on, but you're never totally happy because it doesn't allow you to be present. Because a lot of time when we carry that baggage, we live in the past. We're always revisiting the things of the past. So every time you're in front of that friends that you should leave in Spain, you're like, oh my God, her again. But if you were to severe that relationship or resolve it and talk and make sure that it's up to the level that you would like it to be, but then it's so much lighter. You have so much more room for harmony and peace and joy, laughter, as opposed to carrying that big ball and chain and problem from the past and always going back to the past, always going back to the past. You cannot be happy today if you live in the past. And that's the thing a lot of us do. We live in the past or we worry about the future. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Now, if someone's listening, going, oh, I want to do the decluttering of the brain, what steps can they take? Obviously, is number one is to download your workbook, but can you walk us through <laughs> different steps? Yeah, quickly, there's three steps. The first step is download the workbook. <laughs> <laughs> and the first step in the workbook is make a list, make an inventory of all the things that are going on in your life. And I give example of different level of life. It could be in your relationship. It could be in your lifestyles. It could be in general. So make a list of all the things, the good and the bad, and then you write it down. Take the time. You know, I made space for that. And you can write down everything. Imagine that it's like you want to clean your garage and you don't have room for your car in the garage and everything is scattered everywhere. What do you do? You take everything out of the garage, right? You put it all in the lawn. You put everything, all the boxes, the toy from 20 years ago from your kids, everything, put it in the lawn. So that's the same thing. That's the same figure of speech. Put it on the lawn, write it down on paper. And I I recommend paper because writing down on paper is very therapeutic. There's a connection between your brain. There's not much connection with typing. There's more connection with your brain and writing it. Like it makes a big difference. So then the step two, if we go back to the garage, then it's to look at, okay, now I have all that stuff in the garage. I need to create a clean environment for bring the stuff in. So now you might need to add a few things in your life, which might mean you realize that you're very stressed out. You put stuff on the lawn is stress, right? Things that you took out, I'm always stressed out. Okay, I need to add meditation. I need to add maybe a problem with my relationship. Maybe I need to talk to someone, a counselor, a coach, or somebody like that. So these are the things you need to add. If you look at the example of the garage, you need to sweep the floor. You need to paint. You need to put some shelving in order to create order. So these are the things you want to add in your life. What do you need to add? And then you select the things that you want to keep. 
So what are the things that are working in my life? So then you bring them in one by one in the garage. Then you, in your mind, you make a list of the things that are working and the things that are good for you. And then the third step is for the things you want to add and things that you want to change, because something you want to keep, but you need to make some changes. Then you create baby step and you're gentle with yourself in moving into that direction. So if you want to change your diet, for example, it could be different. You don't want, you could if you want, but you could go like cold turkey from one, let's say you're a meat eater and you want to become raw vegan. Like you could either from one day to the other, stop eating everything, cook and all that and became raw vegan, but it's a big step. But the baby step would be that, okay, I will eat meat once a day instead of every, for every meal. I will, like you could start to create a pattern for your new habit so that by the end, maybe in a few months or maybe six months, things can be gradual. Then you will recreate your pattern of how you want to live your life and how you can do that and be more happy. And it's funny too, because I did a little bit of a series when I got started in coaching. And one of the things is just declutter your life. And then I, I did the same thing. You do that inventory. And then you just look at the things where you're spending your, it was more on time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was delete, delegate, group, where you can group things together. Yeah. Like For instance, I have a day that I do certain things. And so that you're not doing accounting every day of the week. I love what you're doing. I think that's really important just to take stepping back in your own life and seeing where you're spending your energy, what's causing your stress. Now, how often do you recommend people to do this? As often as needed, at least once a year. And for example, you mentioned earlier this call that I work with empty nesters and soon to be. And I think I what I like to say is I help for the soon to be and even for those that are newly empty nesters, is to create an exit strategy from being a full-time parent. Because we don't really plan that. We're parents, we're parents, we're parents, we're driving the kids all over the place for their activities, and all of a sudden, poof, they're out. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? And that, prior to doing that, it's a good time to create that exercise to say, okay, now that, you know, what's working and once the kid leaves, what do I want to integrate into my life? It's like emptying the garage. Okay, now the kids are gone. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to. But then what do you want to reintegrate into your life? Do you want to to create some time for yourself? You want to recreate more connection with your spouse? Because I know, I don't know power experience, but I know by having coached people in my friends and my family that. Once the kids are out and then you're face to face with your partners, oh, who are you? <laughs> I didn't have time to spend any time with you or pay attention to you as a partner. You were my husband. You were the father of the kids. But as for intimacy or, or reconnect the love that you have between the two of you, now that the kids are gone, you don't have to pay all attention to the kids. It's important to reintegrate that into your relationship. So if you are an empty nester, I would recommend to start doing that maybe within six months before they leave so that you can plan what your life's going to look like once they left. And if they already left, then it's a good time to do it now and see if you're sad, if you feel depressed, if you have, if you feel like you're face to your partner and you're like, okay, now what do we do? We got about each other for the last 20 years. So I think it's that's when at least once a year, 
And depending of your progress and how you're moving forward, sometimes you make some decision and maybe six months on the road say, oh, let's do that again and see what works and what doesn't work. Especially if you never did that, maybe every six months for a year and then every year. Yeah. It's almost something you can do as a family too, isn't it? Yeah. It's all dependent of, because it depends on which area you want to work on. If you want, you could do that towards your work. You could do that towards your relationship. You could do that towards your family. You could do that towards your spiritual beliefs. You can do that in any area of your life, or you can do a global one and put them all together. So you can use it whichever way works for you. And if there's an area that you feel weak, then you can specifically work on that area. Okay. And what other advice can you give to empty nesters? If you are becoming an empty nester, what I recommend to people is, first of all, is you and your partner. Sit down and make an exit strategy between the two of you. Because often as women, we go through menopause around that age and our body and our hormone change. And men, are they're just like, we're the same. We want everything we used to have. And for us women, things change. The dynamic of our body and our energy and our libido, there's just not the same. So when the kids are there and you're busy with the kids, it's a good excuse to, I'm too tired. Or, But when you're face to face now, it's okay, let's sit down and talk. Let's see who we are. What do we do? How do we want to move on? How do we want to rekindle our relationship? What can work for us sexually and emotionally and that would be the first thing that I would recommend. Really the people to sit down and make a plan. Like I have a, a program called the Breakthrough System. And it is there to support people to actually be able to make a plan for their future between them. Like what's our goal? Like your exit strategy. What do we want to do in 10 years? Okay, let's imagine they're 55 and you want to retire at 65 and so what's our exit strategy? What's our ultimate goal? What do we want to do? Do we want to sell our house and move to France? Do we want to do we want to buy an RV and go traveling for months at a time? And so that's the idea for the breakthrough system is make your goal and then break it down in little steps so that you can so that you can plan and know exactly where you're at in your plan to reach your big goal. So that's the first time. First part is talk to your partner. Really know where the two of you are. It might be really difficult for the wife, but not so much for the man. And it might be really difficult for the men and not so much for the wife, right? Like it, but know where you are and then support one another in that. Understand that, okay, maybe my husband is very sad because he used to go to all the hockey games and he used to drive the son around and he was his buddy and now he's gone. So that might be a big hole for the husband too. We always think of the wife crying because the kids are gone, but it could be hard for your husband too, if you're watching, right? And so know where you're at and support one another in that. And then make a plan of what do you want to create now for yourself? to rock the second half of your life. And that's what I always say, right? I want you to rock the second half of your life to really prepare yourself to be grandparents. But in the meantime, you still have quite a few years, I imagine, for most of you. And what do you want to do between now and then? Because often when the grandkids arrive, then they want to get closer again with the kids, their kids, so that they can be there for them and support them. And But what are you going to do in the meantime? And what are you going to create for yourself? And what about people that are women that are single? 
Was that a huge even, thing? Like you, you have. Oh, absolutely. You're divorced <laughs> and then you had the kids whether full time or half time. And now you don't they fly on their own. It's even more important to, to prepare yourself and to, to have a lot of self-compassion and also to create a future for yourself and learn to, because I, I have one of my clients, she is a single parent, not single, half and half, half time in, half time out, but she's 100% in, even though she has the kids only half the time. And she, her life is her kids. So once the kids leave the house, it's, oh my God, she's not there yet. The kids are two, three years away from going to college and stuff, but she, I'm preparing her to, okay, think about how do you want to live your life? Because often a single mother that has two kids and busy with sports and hockey, they don't think about themselves. They're not going to go find a, another lover right away. They're not going to, they're too busy with their work. And, you know, because often single mothers have are struggling financially too, right? Because they pay for this and that. And so now it's time to prepare yourself to say, okay, I, how do I want to live my life romantically in the, coming up in the future? Am I going to spend time to open myself to to have people coming in, right? Because I, for those that I know that are single women, there's one that no questions has been dating all the way through, right? But there's others as, no, it's my kid. I'm just going to concentrate on my kid and give my all my energy there. And I don't want to introduce a stranger into the family. But once the kids are grown or when they're very close to leave, then think about yourself. Don't be selfish it's okay and give more to yourself and then teach your kids to be more independent and do things for their own so that's what i would say for single women and you can still make that plan where do you want to be in five years what do you want to create for yourself great information so yes you're you're you have the downloadable workbook and i will put the link wherever you're watching or listening to this so we're going to wrap this up. So what are your final words of wisdom from the other Denise? <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is just to be able to think about how you want to live your future. Like as much as I always say, stay in the present, but it's okay to plan. It's okay to have a map that you can follow, but not there's when you are too much living in the future, which means worrying. I don't want you to worry about the future. I want you to plan your future so that you're not going to worry because you know exactly where you're going. And you know that every once in a while you'll make, you will review your plan and say, does that work? Or that was I off here? Maybe I should correct my, my GPS. It's like having your GPS on and all of a sudden you get a construction site and you just GPS say, okay, we're going to, Take you take another route because you evaluate where you're at and then you want to move to another direction. So that's what I would recommend to to just take the time and plan your future so that you're not stuck in where you are and clean up your life once in a while. If you need more every six months or once a year, take a, a moment, take a day or maybe a few hours, and then just sit back and say, okay, let's look at our life. And you could do that with your partner too, right? As a couple, you say, okay, what's working for us? What's not working? What do we want to bring in our relationship? What do we want to take away? And and then move forward. And I'm also going to give you a link for a downloadable for a checklist for empty nesters. Wonderful. So that they can have different step of how to start their exit strategy. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, that was great information. Because you know what? I love the exit strategy, the pre-plan rather than just sitting there all of a sudden going, why, what happened? It gives that balance of looking forward to something. And so when the kids do leave, you've got something in place to keep you busy as well. Yeah. You know where you're going, you know how that's going to happen. And then you're prepared. So you say, Okay, now you'll feel like, okay, I can't wait for them to leave the house because I'm planning to redecorate. I did a little video this week about when they leave the house and use the space that they have left. Like I've known people that use that their bedroom and they leave it exactly as it was when the kids lived there. Let's say they don't take the furniture. And then they say, when you come back home for weekends, you have your room, right? But then it's all the posters from the two years ago, like when they were teenagers and stuff. Repurpose those area. You can make it a guest room, but it could be your office guest room, could be a reading room. It could be, make it, don't make it the kid's room, make it like a guest room. So when your kids come, they are your guests. And it changed the energy in the house. It changed the atmosphere. You don't walk by that room and say, oh, it's empty. And then you look at the trophies and stuff. It's like, no, pack that up and don't put it in the garage. We just clean the garage. So (laughs) give it to them or give it away. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for your time. And my last words to you is leaving you a gentle reminder to slow down and enjoy life. So Mm. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.